This show is part of the Miles Offside Podcast Network. Visit twitter.com slash milesoffsidepod for more information. And now, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy from Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Boys, Christian Pulisic, two goals for Chelsea today. Huh? Preseason, that's all that matters, right? Those are real (laughs) games. It's the real quiz. Who's it against? Uh, Red Bull Salzburg. They're like a team. They're better than Real Madrid lately. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're taking your victories wherever you find them, aren't you? Uh, Kepa has conceded 46 goals in 33 matches since going to Real Madrid, so... Courtois, but good one. Yeah, Courtois, sorry, Kepa. <laughs> Kepa's not doing much better at Chelsea, I don't think, but... Yeah. So, preseason. Last week we talked about the teams that no one really cares about. Chuck, what did you call it? The void of not giving a shit? <laughs> yeah, it's something, um, a amorphous blob of bullshit. Which is your third album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this week we are talking about teams that everyone gives a shit. We're doing our Premier League preview for the top six, but first we do have one last team that no one gives a shit to get out of the way. Just kidding. It is Chuck's own Crystal Palace, finishing in the high and mighty position of 12th place last season. In it. Yep, 49 points. Uh, here's some stats out there for you. They scored 51 goals on 51 XG, so exactly perfect. 53 goals conceded on 53 XGA, so exactly perfect. <laughs> I knew I liked you guys for a reason. And 49 points on 52 expected points, which would give them plus three more points and put them on expected points in 10th. So Chuck, right in the middle of the table. How you feeling about Palace coming up? I don't understand how our expected goals can be correct, our expected goals conceded can be correct, and our expected points are... Yeah, I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense. Your system is flawed, and every time <laughs> you say expected goals allowed, I get sound of the underground in my head. <laughs> it's been a whole year of that. The expected goals allowed. <laughs> yeah, every time I think Brilliant. of goals allowed, and it ruins everything. Every time he says it now, I'm going to put the riff in. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) See how much I can do that before they sue for copyright. So I take it by your immediate changing of the subject that you're feeling great about Palace's (laughs) upcoming season? or Yeah, I mean, I wanted to delay this by a week in the hope that something had happened. Um, We signed Jordan Ayew. Woo, big signing, big money. On a permanent... Yeah. So, yeah, so players in is Jordan Ayew. I couldn't really find anyone else of any note whatsoever coming in. Some bloke who's a third-string goalkeeper. There you go. Okay. And uh, on the way out, we have, uh, let's see, this one guy called Aaron Wan-Bissaka. One season wonder, yep. That's how yep. you actually pronounce his name. <laughs> Never liked him. Never liked him. Uh, Michi Bachuai going back to his parent club at Chelsea. Yeah, because they can't sign anyone, so they may as well sign their own players back. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it looks like Wilfred Zaha will be going to Everton as soon no, as... He <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't. I can't even get that out. Any Arsenal uh, or Everton fans listening, you're all being lied to. It's all bullshit. It was never going to happen in the first place. 
Yeah, repeat after me. Zaha does not want to play for Everton. The whole point of leaving is to go to a Champions League club. Same goes for you, Arsenal. Fuck off. He wants Champions League. <laughs> disclaimer, we're recording on Wednesday. We don't know what will no, happen. No, 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 no <laughs> disclaimer. It's not happening. It's not happening. It hasn't happened. It isn't going to happen. He's not going to Arsenal or Everton. It's just... Why? They keep saying on the sky, that stupid twat that you said was dead behind the eyes last week. Um, <laughs> I did it, yeah. They got caught out because he, you know, he quoted that Palace, that Everton had bid 55 million plus Cenk Tosin and James McCarthy for Zaha, to which Everton released an official statement saying no such thing had ever happened. <laughs> which then the guy from Sky reported as um, I still believe my sources to be true. It's like brilliant. Uh, you're you're an idiot. Um, he's not going. Everton won one more game than Palace last year, and I think drew one more. That's it. There's no golfing class or whatever between last season. And like you said, he's not champions. Anyway, why are we getting bogged down with this? It's all bullshit. Don't know. <laughs> all to drive bets. That is what it is to make them. But do you expect some them to do some um, purchasing business? Because. I mean, they traditionally do leave things a bit late, Palace, don't they? Yeah, it's so frustrating. There's been Hodgson's come out and said all kinds of stuff against um, the board and sporting director and ex-manager and ex-player Dougie Friedman um, because just, again, nothing's happened, even though every year they say we want to get our business done early and haven't. We've now been linked to two players that... Well, one from Brentford, which is our Lee Watkins, I want to say who, yeah, he's been all right. And uh, another guy who plays for CSK in Moscow, who everyone has probably been frantically searching for on uh, FIFA to see if he's any good. Um, <laughs> he scored a goal against The old Madrid FIFA once. scouting. Names I don't know. Oh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's about it, right, for Palace, right? We're in that amorphous blob of, I mean, I don't think we're going down, but we're not really going to do anything. Mediocrity. And to be honest, it's what I've yearned for for years. Yeah, you have. And consistency is your watchword, isn't it? I mean, isn't hasn't it been like six seasons where you've finished between 10th and 15th or something? This is what you yeah. do now. Yeah. Safe as houses. Yeah, we're in the void of not giving a shit. <laughs> you certainly are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unexpected points last season, you guys finished pretty much dead even with Bournemouth, four points behind Everton. Yeah. So you're right there. That's all right, isn't it? How much do you think that the loss of Wan-Bissaka is going to hurt you guys? Like, who's the backup? Who's taking his spot? Is it a... Obviously, it's going to be a downgrade because he was the best defender in the Prem last year, but, like, how mm. much of a massive step down is it going to be? And how much is that going to fuck your team balance and your, like, chances at a good season? I don't think so, really, because we've, we've also had the problems where we've had consistency with injuries. Like, Sacco and Tompkins had that outrageous run where when they were on the pitch together, I think, for, like, 10 games in a row we hadn't conceded unfortunately none of those 10 games were like in the same season like <laughs> it, it was stretched it was stretched across and across yeah, yeah, yeah. you know multiple months and gaps and breaks here or there obviously Wan-Bissaka is great it would be I'd be remiss to to not talk that up but like 55 million for a right back who played 30 something games for a club like you'll take it um yeah. So it would be Joel Ward instead, I guess. Um, or we are looking at uh, a signing guy called Timothy Castanez from Atalanta, um, who is a Belgian right back who is meant to be of a similar kind of vein, uh, good defensively. But I don't, I don't really know. Like, 
you know, Wan-Bissaka was great and it was incredibly exciting and he's, you know, all the Man United fans are wanking off over him in pre-season and stuff and it's it's incredible. But the fact that everyone's saying like they wouldn't get him in their FPL team kind of says to me that, is he going to be that amazing for Man United? I Well, that's actually a great place to transition to the next team on our list is United. Um, they came in sixth last year. Obviously, the big transfer in is Wan-Bissaka so far although they've been linked with Maguire and the big move that everyone's been talking about the last couple of days is Dybala in a swap for Lukaku. So Dybala coming in from Italy and Lukaku leaving. Do we think that Wan-Bissaka is going to be a massive help to United's defense? They can't be as shit as last year, can they? Like, come on. So I actually think they weren't as shit as people think. Let's let's get into that now since I have the numbers in front of me and I love numbers. Um, on XG, they were 69 XG, which is better than Arsenal, better than Spurs, and better than Chelsea. So for scored for scoring. Yeah, for scoring. They were the third best team on XG, but where they f- where like their fatal flaw was expected goals allowed. 52 XGA, which is like one better than Palace. Yeah. But that's not we don't we don't doubt them at the top of the pitch. Like it's always been at, you know, in defense. But they've yeah. just been awful and Solskjaer isn't necessarily going to be a defensive manager or no one really knows what his management style is because it just seemed to be about making people have a good time for a bit. <laughs> yeah, getting them on the side. Yeah, he's at the wheel. Yeah, but um, on X points they were in fourth, so I think like they don't need to be that much better. They just have to stay about where they're at, improve a little bit, and then Chelsea are going to fall, and you have to think Arsenal and Spurs are going to regress also. So I don't think that they need to be doing that much other than like keeping it steady. So, I mean, if they get Maguire, and obviously they've already got Wan-Bissaka, they feel like improvements. So it's just how they'll all slot in together, really. Right, exactly. Do you guys think that United will finish in the top four this year? Or are they still going to be staring at the Champions League spots wistfully? I've got United in fifth. I have United in fifth. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I must admit, Oscar, you, you, your argument's sort of quite convincing, to be honest. I didn't... I didn't realise their sort of expected points had them so high. Um, yeah, fourth. And I do think they've made improvements. I don't think Pogba's going anywhere. I might be embarrassed, obviously. But I don't think he's going anywhere. He's played pre-season and he's performed well. So um, if they have strengthened at the back, then maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic to say fifth. I can't see anyone breaking the top three of Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, but... You know, maybe they could get to fourth. I don't know. But at the minute, I've got them at fifth. But yeah, I suppose it all depends on how that defence slots together. Yeah. And I think the numbers have them... It's not like they were clearly fourth yeah. best. They was It was basically splitting hairs between them and Arsenal and Spurs, which I guess we can move on there to those two teams. Let's start with Arsenal. They came in fifth last year. They got 70 points. But their expected points had them on 59, so minus 11. And actually, that would have put them at seventh unexpected points behind Wolves. Jeez. So that Jenny is troubling for Christ. Arsenal. And it's in, it's on both sides of the pitch, too. 73 goals on 65 XG, so minus eight they should have been. And 51 on 57 XGA, so they should have conceded six more. Like, massive, massive, massive overperformance. And this will be a thing that comes up. I'll kind of save it for later with Spurs and Liverpool. But when a team overperforms that by that much, you expect... A huge fall the next year. That's interesting because I, I always thought of Arsenal last year as conceding goals through sort of unforced error. But you're saying you, their defence 
Um, no, they forced Mustafi onto the pitch. <laughs> you know, he made those errors. So. True. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty-six million pounds. <laughs> so, for some context, then for expected goals allowed, that's worse than Palace. Palace had fifty-three xGA. Arsenal were on fifty-seven. United fifty-two. Spurs forty-nine. Chelsea thirty-eight. So way above them. Twenty-nine and twenty-six for Liverpool and City. So they are. Easily the worst defensive team on of all the seven that we're talking about today, including fucking Bowers. Like, yeah, I don't think you need a any stats to, to see that one though. Yeah, so I guess my question is: Is that going to pay out this year, or are their summer signings going to be enough to put them over? Uh, have they signed anyone defensively? It seems no. as as <laughs> usual. Yeah. Oh, Danny Danny Ceballos. He's a center mid though. Then no, um, they signed two players. And one of them went straight back on loan, and one of them is on loan. Yeah, the so Ceballos is the big signing, although if Pepe comes through, that'll be probably the biggest signing of the summer for any club, maybe? Arguably? Arguably, yeah. I mean, they're trying... Basically, it looks to me like their summer transfer window is trying to replace Ramsey. Right? That's what Ceballos yeah. does. Pepe is a different type of player, but he still like replaces his productivity in offense. Um, but it just seems like they're now consigned to, well, we're going to concede goals, so we'll just try and score more. But it's, it's insane to not look at strengthening their defence. I mean, maybe they are, like you say, we've still got nine days to go, but Koscielny's throwing his toys out of the pram. So they're going to yeah. be weaker. I mean, that, that doesn't bode Didn't well, does it? Didn't he refuse to go on preseason? Yeah, he refused to go on some on, on a tour. Probably didn't want to play in the Emirates Cup. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you? Yeah, when your club captain is like, protesting and crazy and the, the you know the manager's only been in there a year i mean how how bad can things be i i think that's i think defensively um they're they're a bit of a worry to be honest it's uh they might get like villa and in fpl you just captain whoever's playing them yeah <laughs> oh enjoy that one adam um <laughs> yeah it's 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 very strange that they've let that kind of core because I mean, their defence was never consistent. I don't remember their, their back four ever being the same or back five or back three or whatever it is being the same. And then centre midfield as well. Yeah. Who's it going to be? Guendouzi or uh, what's his name? The little man. The little man. The little, little, little man. The little <laughs> angry uh, Uruguayan man. Terreira. That's the one. Lucas Terreira. He was about as consistent in the team as he was in my sentence of remembering what his name was. <laughs> mm. Yeah. All right, here, here's the thing. Guess which team Arsenal were closest to in terms of expected goals allowed. I'll give you some context. They should have been, they had the 11th. They were in 11th for expected goals allowed. So they were behind Palace and they were above another team. And that team that they were slightly above, they were only off by 0.2 XGA. So pretty much dead even. West Ham. Nope. Swansea. <laughs> Newcastle. Ooh. Ooh. This season's Huddersfield, Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal weren't even top half of the table for expected goals allowed last year. Like, the numbers are very worried about Arsenal, which stupidly I put them in third in my predictor league, so that definitely means that they're coming oh, in like 12th. Very <laughs> me. <laughs> that were daft. That does not bode well. You put him in third. I put yeah. him in seventh. Did you? Yeah. Dropping out. To piss off Adam. <laughs> That's not bad, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Although something that'll make Adam a little bit happier, I guess we'll transition now to Spurs, who came in fourth on 71 total points, but their expected points were 61, which is 11, or 60, which Jesus is plus 11. Christ. Yeah. What's with these people and their 10-point margins? That would have been good for fifth on expected points, so falling out, basically switching with United for the top four. They were plus 10 on their expected goals allowed. Like, they conceded 39, should have conceded, quote-unquote should have, 49. So a massive, massive overperformance mm. defensively also. The And the XG was a little closer, 67 goals on 62. Their only big transfer, because they finally did a transfer, is Ndombele? Ndombele? Ndombele. Ndombele. They apparently, Giovanni Lo Celso, who, again, won't claim to know who he is beyond FIFA. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're looking like they're going to make a few, but also, Pochettino has said he has no involvement in any of that side of it, which I thought. Yeah, was very he seems strange. real angry. Yeah, the quote is: "Today, I feel like I am the coach. I am not in charge. I know nothing about the situation of my players. I am only coaching them, trying to get the best from them. Sell, buy players, sign contract, not sign contract. Not in my hands. It's in the club's hands and Jack and Daniel Levy. The club need to change my title and description." God, he finally gets. 54 million to spend on a bloke and <laughs> he's still not happy. Winch, fucking winch. <laughs> Get Mike Dean involved. <laughs> in what capacity? I don't know. Tell him. I don't know. Just always get Mike Dean involved. There's never a situation where I don't want Mike Dean involved. Yeah. Noted Spurs fan, Mike Dean. Mike Dean playing at striker for Palace next year? Yeah, get him in. Take Better him. than Benteke. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, they've got IU now. Come on, have some respect. Hey, we had him last season. Oh yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> oh god! Look, the 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 good thing for Spurs is that they didn't lose Christian Eriksen, right? Like that was a big worry at the beginning of the window. Well, they haven't yet, mm. but all those rumors seem to have dried up too. Yeah, they do. They yeah. do. It does seem like he's come out and said um, he's not going anywhere as well. And then Alderweireld had that buyout clause in his contract, didn't he? Which apparently was twenty five million. Um, and that expired a few days ago, like early this week. Really? So that was the other one that was doubt. Yeah, apparently there was a bias by maybe the 29th of July or something. Um, Why did team, no one take that? Maybe they did. Maybe you didn't want to go. You'd, you'd assume so, uh, so right, for that yeah, cheap. Yeah, of course. He'd still have to agree terms, I suppose. Yeah. Well, he's on the outs with Pochettino and was all of last year, too. Like, they don't like each other. That's pretty well known. So why would he choose to stay? That's weird. Seems like United should have... That's an obvious one for United instead of paying 80 for Maguire. Maybe they want to go for younger players. Homegrown too. Feels like chump change for United just to yeah. sort of have another centre-back. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird that he didn't go. So, who are you more worried about? Arsenal or Spurs? Oh, Arsenal, without a doubt. Yeah? Without a doubt. I think Tottenham will finish third. I think Arsenal have got a lot of issues still... Unresolved. So I, I've I've got Arsenal sixth, Tottenham third. So I think I think it's pretty clear for me. Do we think Kane will be good? How about that? He's had a rest. He scored on Madrid today or yesterday. Preseason thing. Fuck all. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't mean I know, but still. It. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's good. To, it's good to go into the season scoring, especially when you notoriously start slow like he does. So, um, I think it's yeah, it's all going to be based on injuries. If someone knocks him and. Uh, his ankle goes, then same same again, isn't it? But yeah, I think it it's all going to depend on that. I think uh, I've said before that 
I think this season's really important for Kane for to establish his sort of legacy. I think he's either going to be Conster injured or you know he's gonna he's gonna do all right. But it, it all it's going to be interesting to see how he starts because he's had a summer off for once. It yeah. does seem strange when he's won what he's won like two, three golden boots. Two, I, I think. Know. I know, but why does it still feel like he's not achieving full potential? And it's always his ankle. It's the same fucking ankle. Well, actually, it's both, but mostly the right <laughs> ankle. Like, dude's had two surgeries on it, I think. Has he? Yeah, like, that's not good. <laughs> you don't recover from that many surgeries to the same joint. I feel for him. I mean, like, I've, I always seem like I'm ragging on him, and it's just because I don't I don't like him as a fantasy football player and stuff like that, but... I think he's a, he's a great player, but I just think it's it's a shame that his injury his injury records meant he hasn't been an absolute legend. That's all. It it last year did feel like a turning point for them, and they because they hadn't made the signings. Like we went in saying they're so thin. If there's injuries, there's blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They either need to do something or or next year, like it's they're gonna move on. And then it wasn't at all. And I'm kind of going into this season again being like, this feels like a turning point for Spurs. They either <laughs> do something or it's it. Like, so yeah, it still does kind of feel like that, doesn't it? Because they've, you know, you, when you lose Fernando Llorente and Vincent Janssen, <laughs> um, Michelle Vaughan, who was good as like a second keeper for them, Trippier's gone. So Spare they've, just for lost, Trippier. they've just lost four players. Well, two players. Because you can't count Jansen and Lorente, I guess. <laughs> Two actual players, yeah. Yeah, but they haven't really replaced yet because, yeah, Ndombele's come in, but they signed Jack Clark from Leeds but loaned him straight back out to them for this season. Yeah. So where have you got Tottenham, Chuck? Um, I've put Tottenham in third, actually. I just think because of what we said about Arsenal, Chelsea being a bit of an unknown, and I think Man United being in a kind of similar situation as them. That is the thing. I think those three teams feel like they're more in flux than Tottenham. Yeah, definitely. Tottenham, Tottenham feel a little bit more stable. They are stable, but that's not good because they haven't... Like, they're stable at a place where they should be improving if they want to be where where they want to be. You know what I mean? Like, Does that make mm-hmm. sense what I'm saying? Yeah, they want to be pushing and that means improvement. And But they've signed a player and that'll, that, that'll be it. They've, they've signed uh, one player. player. That's You know, that's improvement. This feels like a wasted opportunity for Spurs. Because you're right. United, Chelsea, and Arsenal are all, like, big fucking question marks. And Spurs could have been the third best team last year, but they weren't for reasons. And they could have addressed those reasons, and they didn't. Right? And if anything, now they're just one year older, but they're not any better. This is the problem. We've said this about Tottenham for, like, so many years now. They're like, oh, this is their chance. You know, after... The year when Leicester won the league, where it's like, oh, this is Tottenham's chance. And then the year after, oh, they can push on now. And, oh, can they do something good? It just seems like that's always going to be what this team is. Like, yeah. just nearly men. Like, oh, they've got so much potential and just nothing's going to happen. It, Yeah, I mean, they need to spend fucking money. Like, why do they pretend they don't have any money? I don't understand that. I mean, is it like Arsenal? Arsenal for a long time after building the Emirates were like prom- promising that the money would eventually come because you're all going to give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you're blaming the cheese room, basically. Uh, the short term, I'm blaming the cheese room. Yeah. All right. Well, that's fair enough with Spurs then. 
Um, I stupidly put them in seventh in my predictor league. I think I meant to switch Arsenal and Tottenham because I do think that they'll come in third, and I do think Arsenal will be sixth or seventh. You can but... still switch it, mate. It's just that the date you en- entered will change. That's all. No, no. Oh, oh Chuck, no, Chuck no. won't let me. Yeah, Chuck saying no. <laughs> Admin. Fair enough. Uh, so the next team, we can probably skip Chelsea. So let's go straight to Liverpool. Come on. <laughs> look at look at all you. Right. You're in a you're in a Chelsea cap and top uh pedro scored an absolute worldie today i mean oh, oh what a fucking goal oh my god it's preseason, but that was fucking gorgeous look you're gonna you guys are gonna try to bring me down i know how the next 10 minutes are gonna go but i'm feeling <laughs> fucking great about this chelsea season i'm like so excited to start genuinely the most excited i've been in a long time because because yeah we've said this before whatever happens it it can't really be that bad no, I think it's going to be fun. Like, I've been enjoying preseason. But Chelsea have put themselves into a corner now where there's they what they do is they can't make signings. So they get in a manager where they're not going to put any pressure on him, where all the fans will absolutely love him, and they can just kind of have a free hit for a year, on the surface anyway at the minute. So I don't understand why you wouldn't just be excited about that. It does feel like a real house party kind of vibe, right? Like, Frank is here... He got kegs, he got a band to play in the backyard, <laughs> all the guys are coming home. Like, you know how, like, your friends go off to college and then they come yeah. home for the summer and you're like, sweet, I haven't seen my boys in, like, six months, we're gonna party it up this summer? Like, the band Zuma's back, back. Batshuayi is back, Tammy is back, uh, Ruben and Callum signed a long-term deal, Kovacic came back, Pulisic is here, he's, like, the cool new guy that everybody wants to be friends with, like... It's good times, man. I'm, like, fucking excited about this season. We're back in the Champions League. Like, that's where we belong. I don't know. We're not going to do anything in the Champions League. But, like, it's nice to be there. Better than the <laughs> fucking Europa League that I give zero shits about. If anything, I'm annoyed that we have extra games in the schedule. Like, last year was such a downer of a fucking season. It was like the book in Harry Potter when Dolores Umbridge was the fucking dark arts professor. And I'm like, that sucked. It sucked. <laughs> And now I'm, like, ready to go, man. New beginnings. Let's go. Throw some numbers out. 63 goals scored on 64 XG, so plus one. 39 goals conceded on 38 minus one, so pretty much spot on. The only team closer to their actual numbers was Palace. So me and you, Chuck, right on those uh, statistical analysis. We love them. Gotta love them. Uh, 72 points on 71 expected points. Still would have been third place. And they, like, they're going to come down, right? The big story is Hazard leaving. But I don't think they're going to come down that much. It's kind of the same thing that Palace have with Zaha, that it, when you have it all on one player, you put it all on them to do something, or they're the ones who go, you know, they take it upon themselves and start trying to take on too many players or not giving the ball away, etc. Right, exactly. And so it, it can mess with the formula or the structure, and that's why I think... I still think it's weird, the whole Sarri thing. I think that seems to have been an experiment, and now Chelsea are going into another experiment, so it's... Whether they follow through with this or not, we we shall see. But I mean, I can't blame you for being excited because there's you know there's a a whole lot a whole lot of pressure off, lots of exciting young players coming in, uh, and yeah, Champions League. Yeah, fuck yeah. Doesn't it feel like this situation could have been so much worse for you? So much, so much, and we have a ten point cushion built in. Like we were ten points better expected points than. United, Arsenal, or Spurs. So even losing Hazard, like, that's going to be worth a bunch of table points, obviously. But 10 points is a lot. Like, I don't think losing Hazard 
is going to bring us down to that level. I still think we're the third best team in England. Like, people are flipping out about how, oh, they lost Hazard, they can't make signings. This defense and these players are the same ones that were amazing under Conte, like, three seasons ago. 93 points, the fifth most of all time. Like, that defense was fucking shut it down. This midfield, last summer, on this podcast previewing the season, I said Jorginho, Kovacic, and Conte could be the best midfield three in the world. That's just as true as it was last summer. Like, and smarter guys than me, Kaylee and Goodman, said the same thing, right? So, like, that's still there. Those raw pieces are still there. And now we don't have Sari, who's, like, trying to shoehorn them. He, we're going to look for, like, where they all fit in the best possible combination together. Like, I think everyone's so focused on losing Hazard, which is a massive, massive loss. I'm not d- denying that. But I think there's a lot of reason to think that we're still the third best team in England. You're making convincing points here. Oh, should I put Chelsea at three? Yeah, Ugh. I have them at fourth. Yeah, um, so but do I, I. Yeah, I think that's about right. Like, they're a big question mark, especially with the lineup going in. Is it going to be Alonso or Emerson? Luis seems to be nailed on, but who's the other center back? Zuma, Rudiger, or Christensen? Who are the three guys in the midfield? Who are on the wings? We got Willian, Callum, Pedro, and Pulisic for two spots, basically. Will Alonso be there? You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But then, doesn't that say that you've you've even with the transfer ban, you've actually got some depth by the sounds of it, like oh, big time. If there's choices in exactly, so many yeah, positions. it's all the guys we kept from usually being loaned out. Mason yeah. Mount is here. Like our midfield, if I count off the top of my head, we got Jorginho, Conte, Kovacic, Barkley, who's been really good, Mason Mount, Ruben, who's going to come back in a few months when he's healthy. That's six. Really, really good midfielders for three spots. Like, we have a full backup 11, basically. We have four wingers for two spots. We have three strikers for one spot. Six good midfielders, maybe seven if you're counting Bakayoko, who might say and was really good in Italy, for three spots. We have four good center backs for two spots. And then Aspi is kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah. God, you're talking me around here. Yeah. I don't know. I'm crazy, probably. They're probably going to come in 10th, but... I'm feeling good going in, man. I really do think like that there is data and there are like arguments to be made. What are Chelsea's opening fixtures like? Man United on day one, which is not good. Mm, not ideal, no. Although we want to get them before they're settled, I guess. So both of those teams are looking at each other being like, rather than rather than, than in the middle of the season. Yeah, true. Um, beyond that, we have the fucking UEFA Super Cup two days or three days after the league The one start. they all want. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're going to play, like, the 12-year-olds in that match. So us versus Liverpool, August 14, even though our first match is, like, August 11. So, And then you've got Leicester, Norwich, Sheffield United. I mean, yeah, you, you, you might be able to start with a bit of a head of steam, perhaps. Looking at the FPL, you know how they do, like, the, the number rating of how hard their fixtures are? Yeah. They start with United, and then they have Liverpool on September 22. And then you get to... The end of November before there's another hard match. Yeah, God, your your October's brilliant. Yeah, so we're good through, and like by November, that's about when Ruben might be coming back if he's early. Certainly, everyone else will be healthy by then. Like, I don't want to linger too much on Chelsea, but I'm feeling good. How are you guys feeling about Chelsea? Well, better now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you make you you make convincing points to be honest. I mean, I think the 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 big thing is Lampard. I mean, he's obviously. A huge figure, but it's it's just whether he's got the because he's fat. <laughs> huge figure, yeah. Um, but it's just whether he's got the experience to make changes uh, when the chips are down. 
So if Chelsea are in a losing position, is he going to be able to eat the chips? Change the game because that. Um, stop it, Chuck. Um, <laughs> because yeah, that that some sometimes that requires experience. That's all. And I agree. Although I do think that like they can, if they do this right, build a mentality of like let's build this thing together. This is like a new startup, mm. you know, dot com kind of thing. Let's make this all into a thing together. Like, he's not going to be set in his ways. He's the opposite of sorry. He's just going to look to see who's good and then try to fit him into something. Like, he's very open to everything. And I think if his players know that, they can all kind of buy in and be like, let's figure this out together. That could go well. Look, in the end, money's, money's what talks, you know. So if it's if it's not going well and he's costing them league positions and out of the Champions League... I wouldn't. I wouldn't see them sticking around for sentimentality. That's true. You know these these ideas of building exactly like that of trying to create something. It, it works until it hits a few speed bumps nowadays with with modern football. So we shall see. Bring you back down to earth. <laughs> um, if we transition to the two teams that are actually really good, we have in second place Liverpool last year. 97 points, Second. spare a moment to remember that Second. that was the third most points ever. No, but they had the they had the third most points ever. They didn't come second, did they? <laughs> they sure <laughs> did. Uh, so they had 97 points, but their expected points were 83. That is minus 14 table points in the expectation. Fucking massive drop. Um, that comes from the goals. They scored 89, but on 79 XG, so a 10 goal difference there. And on XGA. 22 conceded on 29 XGA, so plus 7 there too. Huge swings in both directions. And they haven't made any big moves this summer. So they're basically the exact same team that they were. Yeah, it does seem strange. And they've had their their entire front three has been out because of the Copa America and AFCON. So for like the whole summer, they've all played constantly. Yeah. Firmino just came back yesterday. He was in the lineup. So did Salah. Uh, Mane and Salah have not played in preseason is that right yeah they're only i think salah only joined up with the squad uh the the other day so yeah only just come back the big boost for them is going to be keita nabi keita being healthy this year and oxley chamberlain oxley chamberlain could he's a good impact player i think he could he could make a difference in in the odd game but i mean Yeah, yeah yeah i mean if they if they play to their um, expected goals and expected points or whatever, then they're going to regress slightly anyway. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, so this is a good place to bring in that other thing that I was saying. We, uh, Raf, good friend of the pod, Raf, sent an article to our group chat about from Reddit about teams that finish way above XG and expected points and all that. Caveat being, this is by no means like a really thorough statistical analysis. It, it goes into expected points, which has its own problem, sample size, blah, 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 blah. But just a cool thing that someone noticed. In the last five years, they basically looked at every team that finished more than 10 above their expected points, which would be Arsenal, Spurs, and Liverpool from last season, and then tracked how they did the following year on actual points. And it does not look good. 14, 15, <laughs> Chelsea, the next year were 37 table points less than the year before. 14-15 Swansea were nine table uh, points the down. Jose Mourinho year. Yep, the bad Mourinho year. 15-16 Leicester were 37 points lower in the table. 15-16 West Ham were 17. 16-17 Chelsea were 23 lower. Spurs minus 9. Arsenal minus 12. United minus 15. Burnley minus 14. Everyone dropped by 
by more than 10 actual table points the following year. Some of them in the 20s. One of them in the 30s. <laughs> the one exception to this in the last five years was 14-15 Tottenham, who actually finished six points above from the year before. But they went out and they signed Deli Alley, Hingman's son, and Toby Outerworld in that same summer following Fucking their... Fucking hell, that was a hell of a year for them, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was the last time they splashed the cash. So... Fucking huge regressions across the board. You have to think that Arsenal, Spurs, and Liverpool are look like if they've seen that, they're looking at this season real worried. That'd be a shame if that does happen and Man City just run away with it. It was was so much better this season. I mean, it was nice. I I know we all expected Man City to win eventually, and it did happen. But you know, at least at least it was vaguely exciting for a little while. I hope they don't regress so badly. No, because City, to transition to them, were pretty much at their numbers, which is fucking ridiculous because if you recall, their numbers are fucking insane. 95 goals scored on 94 XG. 94 XG for the season. I believe, on record, that is the most XG ever recorded. 23 conceded on 26 XGA, so not really much of a difference. 98 points scored on 91 expected points. 91 expected points is still enough for the title Every fucking year. By the way, the year before that, they also had 91 expected points. And the year before that, 85. So they've been amazing for years now. This is the exact same team, basically. I have another fun thing, just throwing numbers out. Fun for me and Dave and Adam. Maybe a few <laughs> people. If you look at the top five teams for most actual points scored in a season, City the year before, 100. City last year, 98. Liverpool, 97. And then a couple of Chelsea teams at 95 and 93. This City team coming into the season is easily, easily the best team that, like, we've ever had in England. And they were, they didn't overperform that much. So are they just running away with the fucking league this year? Like, It's very, very possible, isn't it? I mean, if you, tr- it's harder to look for negatives. Negatives being they've no longer got company. Yeah, but he didn't really feature a lot. Well, yeah. maybe not on the field, but I think company is a character. He's a real presence, isn't he? He was a, he was a leader, definitely. And which they don't seem to have now. We said this last time that they don't. Yeah, I've never seen a natural successor to that. I'd imagine it'll be David Silva. Would be my guess. I don't think he's going to play a huge amount this season. I mean, obviously he'll still be involved, but I don't. I don't think he's going to be regular, a regular starter. Nah, Bilva's going to come in for sure more. Yeah, definitely. So, and it, and obviously it helps if your sort of big character, your leader, is actually regularly starting. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe Sterling will step up. Um, they've done a great signing, though. Is it? I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Rodri or Rodri? I don't know. Rodri, um, probably. Yeah. Rodri. I think it's just short for Rodrigo, isn't it? Rodrigo. Uh, blah 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 blah. Um, that's not his actual name. No. Um, <laughs> from. Are you fluent. Athletic, Atletico? yeah, Atletico for sixty-five-ish. By all accounts, just seems to be one of those really great, exciting players um, that didn't really fit at Atletico in the way that Simeone plays. Simeone plays very defensive, very, um, to say, pragmatic uh, football. Like it doesn't matter how you play, you just get the result. Kind of Jose Mourinho-esque, and and Rodri is kind of this quite exciting player. So apparently, he just came up to the athletic board and said look I'd quite like to go somewhere else because of XYZ I don't feel I fit in here and 
they said yes and, and away you go. So, I mean, that just, it just feels like classic Guardiola. It feels like pretty low key, no sort of fanfare or anything, but identifies that like Fernandinho is getting on a bit and mm-hmm. deals with it straight away. Job done. Like you say, he's, he's young, isn't he? He's early 20s or something. Yeah, he's real young. Yeah, so one one for the future in a squad that a couple of years ago we were all worried about because it was ageing. It's just low-key, bang, job done, and possibly possibly one of the best signings of the season. So, And you don't see any... Uh, you exactly saying that, Ian, has, has made me kind of realise that you say, like, low-key's got it done. Like, you see all this stuff on Twitter about Zaha and about Lukaku and about Pogba and about XYZ. Yep. I genuinely can't think of seeing anything like that about Man City. No, no, no. He's got a, he's got practically got two players in every position. No one sort of gets stressy about rotation. I think we mentioned that at the end of last season. You know, players that aren't playing week in week out aren't sort of you know releasing things in the media saying they're getting pissed off. But I mean, you wouldn't, I suppose, if you're playing for a, a team that's um, scoring that many points in the league. But um, he just seems to have... He's just got it down, hasn't he? I mean, that yeah. seems that seems like such a such a good move. Um, I mean, this I feel like this might be a season where Aguero starts to drop off a little bit just because of... Just because he's getting a little bit older now. But then he he didn't use um, Jesus a lot last season. I mean, no, you could easily just pop him in, job done. You know, it's sort of everything. Or Sterling seems... at striker. That's what they've been doing in preseason. Yeah, they have. Yeah, exactly. He has been playing striker. Um, yeah, but again, that's Copa America stuff. Yeah, I, think... I know, but at least we know he's an option. And he, but it's, he's yeah, capable. it's a possibility. And it just seems like Pep's got joined up thinking all the way along. I just it seems like a, a done deal. I think I think they're odds on to to win the probably by you know. Ian, by... I think you did hit the nail on the head in, insofar as if we're gonna like really pick nits and try to find like whatever small weakness we can. Fernandinho is it right? Yeah, it's and 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 you can say it's the weakness, but you can kind of feel that that's a bit insulting towards Fernandinho, who is a great player. But that's you know he's thirty three, thirty four. That pivot position for them is is quite essential, so they need someone like that. Well, um, yeah, it's not even a knock on Fernandino himself, as much as like at his age, he's been getting injured more recently, and they don't really have anyone that does the same things that he does for their lineup. Like they got in Rodri, but he's more of a De Bruyne type player, from what I've read. I don't know, I don't know him that well, but like that's what I was reading, and which seems like they're kind of set on that. Like they have De Bruyne, they have Bernardo Silva, they have David Silva. And now Rodri all to play that sort of like false 10 kind of position. But I don't see like if Fernandino goes down and this was when they stumbled last year in December is is there. So like I don't that feels like we're really grasping at straws here. But it that does. is yeah. potentially <laughs> their weak weak point. Like I don't know. But what like so what measures or rather what constitutes success for them this year? It seems kind of a given for most people that they're probably going to win the league. So is it the Champions League that like they have to win? Um, I think it's the measure of success for them, if we are going to assume it's uh, Premier League is kind of a given, that they have to be winning, if not get to the final of the Champions League. Like, I don't think, like, obviously this year they got dumped out by Tottenham in the quarterfinals. I don't think they've gone further than the quarterfinals 
in you know this modern era of Man City, and it's it's just something that they want so much that they have to be getting to the final, like surely. Yeah, I think it's fucking crazy to say, but I think they're approaching PSG territory, where like they're just so much better than everyone else domestically that they're really measuring their season by European stuff. Like they're they're that much better than every other team in England, and that's with Liverpool being one of the three or four best teams in the world on underlying numbers last year. Like, Barcelona, Munich, and Real Madrid are, not to totally derail us, are looking at bad seasons coming up if you look at their numbers. So Liverpool, like, are still really, really, really strong, but they're not they're not anywhere near City's level. I think Pep's going to be looking to build a cushion of as many points as possible so as he can start throwing everything at the Champions League, isn't he? I mean, if he can if he can not worry so much about squad rotation because he's got a cushion of twelve points come February or whatever, mm-hmm. then that that really makes a massive difference, doesn't it? And I think I think he's going to be going all out at the start of the season to build the biggest cushion he can do, um, so as it, so as he can put everything into the Champions League. Yeah. Okay. So everyone everyone has City in first, right? Obviously, let's uh, let's round out. Let's finish this up by rounding out our top four. Uh, Ian, why don't you, sort of a mini version of the Predictor League, why don't you uh, tell us your top four? Yeah, so I've got Man City top, obviously, I think. Uh, Liverpool second, because I still think there's a quality difference between them and Tottenham, who I've got third. And I've got Chelsea fourth, but I must admit, you make you make a convincing case. Your enthusiasm is infectious. I'm... Well, Chuck won't allow me to change it, and I'm not even—I'm not certain I do because I make these snap decisions all the well, time. Well, you shouldn't change it, Ian, because that's that's the top four as I have it. Lovely. Well, we'll leave that there. <laughs> that is the top four as I would have it if I was doing my predictor league today, and I didn't fuck up Arsenal <laughs> versus Spurs. But yeah, City one, Liverpool two, Spurs three, Chelsea four, and then running them out, I have United then Arsenal. Except you don't—you have uh, Arsenal in third and Tottenham in sixth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to switch it. But you can't, so... Uh, <laughs> You're really going to hold him to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're all agreed on the top four then, minus my Predictor League entry, which was a, f- a while ago. That's pretty... That's cool. <laughs> I didn't expect that from us. But um, just in case you had missed it, what we are talking about there is our Predictor League. Um, you guys, anyone listening, is more than welcome to get involved. Um, just send us however you um, can get in contact with us, be that by email, Twitter, Facebook, etc., your predictions for where all 20 teams in the Premier League will finish um, this year. Don't really have a cap on number of entrants. It'd be great to get as many of you as possible. Um, And then I'll put that all in a spreadsheet and we're still working out prizes, etc. But it's going to be worth at least 50 quid. Yeah, minimum we'll do what we did last year, which was a £50 voucher for the club shop of your choice. Yeah, it's free to enter. Send over your predictions and we'll post out a league table, etc. If I remember to every week. Um, or <laughs> if you make really bad picks, we'll um, humiliate you publicly, Adam. Um, so, <laughs> Naming new names. Speaking, uh, speaking of really bad picks and Adam, uh, we also had the Miles Offside VIP Draft League draft occur since the last time oh, we yeah. recorded. Um, for our Patreons and people who finished particularly well in the Predictor League last year. Uh, Adam had third pick overall, and he took Paul Pogba, which I think is a really, really risky pick for a first round. He's playing Serie A. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> draft, right? 
I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, the the draft went really well. Queen Banger had the first pick overall. She took Mohamed Salah. Uh, I'm running the Miles Offside team, and I took Firmino with the seventh pick overall. First pick in the first round. Oh, had to well, get forward. Got to get a forward first round. And Aguero, Mane, Sterling, and Salah, and even Kane were gone already. So, oof. You know why? It's because you told everyone what the tactic was and what you were going to do. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And that is going to be my Patreon feature all season, so it's a real handicap against my own team <laughs> to tell people what I'm thinking. But, but it makes it more impressive if you do win, mate. I've got to say, I'll give you that one. If you can give people all the tips all season and still beat them in your in that league. Yeah, that's true. Um, but the draft was a great success. The uh, The only thing that's, good, that's bad is I'm going to have to murder... Uh, Raph, because he took Ruben Loftus-Cheek in the last round. Um, literally the pick before I was going to take him. Oh, I know. So I had to take David De Gea, which I hate drafting a keeper, but... Seems like you're all set up for a trade there. Yeah, he took Ruben out of spite, because I think Ruben's not going to be healthy until yeah. about Christmas, but he knew I'd want him, so... Yeah, that's definitely just a blocking move, isn't it? Absolutely. He's going to try to get a bad trade out of me, and I'm probably going to make it, but... Uh, yeah, it was a good draft. It was a good draft. Everyone has a really good team, so I'll be curious to see where we all finish up. I don't think I've ever been in a league with this many good teams immediately after the draft. I looked at all the rosters and I was like, fuck, I got my work cut out this year. Good. So speaking of Patreon, that is our uh, little payment donation page where uh, you can help keep this podcast going, if you so wish. Um, that's I mean, we'll pat- still do it anyway. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you can't stop us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, no, hang stop on. no, 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 wait. Could they theoretically pay to stop us? You'd have to be like the highest level. Yeah. We should put <laughs> yeah, that. Maybe we should add a layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you want, if you want us to stop, it has to be like $50 a month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we should, we should add that. Uh, hold, yeah. on, hold on, we're just going to stop for $50, $50 a month split three ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the minute, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could really use those $16. <laughs> all right we'll we'll flesh this out we'll talk about Maybe it 100 but, a month. Um, yeah but um yeah if you go to patreon.com slash miles offside pod uh then you can donate at various levels there's various um benefits you get and uh, the five dollar level is where most people go and that gets extra pod content um i've started doing the fpl pods again so you can get advice from someone who finished 600k last season Woo-hoo. that's what they all want and who is easily manipulated by his co-hosts into bringing in Gerard De La Feo, <laughs> if oh, your last FPL pod was any indication. <laughs> oh, so in my head. Yeah, I'm not happy by the amount of digs you put into me, uh, Amir, but on that one. What, about having both of Brighton's keepers? Yeah, just to piss me off. I'm there was t- another one as well. <laughs> was there? About the fact that I beat you last year. Oh, uh, well, yeah, mm. constant annoyance. Um I saw I saw a graphic about like Delafeu where like how the majority of his goals and assists were against um, Huddersfield and Cardiff, and it did make me think twice. I must admit. Oh, that's not good because they're not there anymore. Exactly. Well, yeah. he will have Newcastle to play against, though. He will have Newcastle. Yeah, and Norwich have been having a rough preseason. So yeah, even Palace have started winning in preseason. Yeah, we went from six two lost to Barnet, one nil lost to one <laughs> nil lost to Nottingham Forest. To then beat in Bristol City five 0 so Blimey. wow, that's a fan. He has those preseason score lines memorized and ready to go. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very I'm pretty much sure so. most of Chelsea has been four <laughs> three the entire preseason, <laughs> which is probably about where we're going to be this year. So 
does show that pre-season doesn't mean a great deal. Not really. And Oscar's going to be uh, keeping us up to date with uh, the Patreon and VIP FPL. Uh, no, it's not FPL, is it? It's um, Fantrax Draft League. And uh, you should, are you going to do sort of like draft tips more generally? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if anyone's into uh, the draft game, then you can uh, listen to Oscar's stuff. And Chuck occasionally posts whatever the fuck he wants, don't you, Chuck? Yeah. I'm a free spirit. Yeah. Very much so, a free mm. spirit on the Patreon, yeah. But uh, yeah, get on to patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod and you can see uh, what we've got to offer. Also, we are Twitter on Twitter, we are milesoffsidepod and we are on Facebook and we're on Instagram as well now where I post little... Dick pics. Occasionally dick pics. Sometimes they slip through. Emphasis on little. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Offensive. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, last... Last week's uh, little teaser went over quite well, which was the outro of me being much drunker than I realised. Yeah, that that caught on real quick. Like it, we were, you were fine, you were fine, you were fine, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it took you like twelve tries to say Claudio Ranieri's name, and I was like, oh fuck, this dude is hammered right now. Yeah, I was the same. It was the first time he said Manieri, and then he just went what and. Didn't, it was the fact you didn't understand you'd said it wrong. That's when it clocked to me, like, oh. Yeah. And then he was like, Coach Dickhead, got him. You were like so <laughs> proud of yourself for that yeah. stupid little joke. I was so happy. Yeah. The uh, the fog of drunkenness was very dark at that point. Um, but I, I, I managed to pull it back round as well. Like that, It was like that moment sort of where I was like, Oh, I'm. This is really bad. I've got to sort of like have a word with myself, <laughs> and I think I just let you or Chuck talk for a little while. Had a word with myself. Well, you produced yourself. <laughs> yeah, you produced sobriety from yourself. You also like basically cursed out or talked shit about Sam Danby about five times. <laughs> Got quite aggressive for no <laughs> reason. Yeah, I was like, what's up? What's up with Sam? Like, why is he going at him? It's weird. Don't know. Yeah. Just mad about the name, I think. So anyway, join the community. Someone sign up for the stats level, please, of Patreon, so I can make a spreadsheet. I just want to make a spreadsheet. I'm running out of spreadsheets to make for myself. Really? That's not true. There's always spreadsheets. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like you. (laughs) Yeah, and the other thing we've got running as well is the... uh, There's so much going on. We've got a lot going on. A lot going on. Let's just take stock for a second. We've got got a lot of irons in fires. (laughs) Fingers in pies. Buggeries in pokeries. Come on. That'd be coarse. We've got uh, a podcast FPL team that we've thrown out to the listeners because the um, FPL Roundtable podcast invited us to their um, podcast league and we decided we're not an FPL podcast, although we do talk about it a fair bit. So let's do a podcast where we open it up to the listeners. So the recent poll you did, Chuck, about goalkeepers was inconclusive. The two um, Two leading things got the same votes, and that was Fabianski. Yeah, it's Fabianski and uh, Edison. So we need to make a decision uh, about whether we go mid range or Fabianski. I was going to say, yeah, Fabianski. Oh, I was going to say Edison. Fine, we'll go Fabianski then. Fabianski, done. Fine, that's that done. done. So we're going to do a lot more Twitter polls in the next few days. Finalize our team as a as a collective. So get involved. Tell us when we see, when you see us posting that. Tell us. Uh, that all of our ideas are nonsense, and uh, Chuck will argue for Mason Greenwood for some reason. Um, did I? Who's Mason Greenwood? <laughs> He's the four point <laughs> five million um, Man United striker that we've currently got on the bench. Oh, okay. He's on the bench. That's fine, then, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I'm not happy about it. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like it either. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd be better at all. Well, get voting. Oh, yeah, get voting. Exactly. See if you can outdo me, because if there's a tie, I'm I'm making the decisions. Yes. I'm reigning FPL champion. You have yeah, you have yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, you're reigning miles aside FPL champion, you get to make the decisions. Oh, I saw a little part of you die just there. Yep. It really did hurt <laughs> me to say that. <laughs> I wanna beat you this year, Ian. That's my goal. I'm gonna take it seriously just so I can beat you. Not a chance. Probably not. No, you're much better than me, but pow, 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 pow. I'm so stung by last year that I'm I'm desperate to have a good year. I'm desperate to prove that last year was the anomaly. Ugh. Which only means that you're gonna like tinker yeah. yourself into oblivion. Yeah, gonna overthink Just it, like take Manieri. too many hits. It's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Claudio Manieri. Like Claudio Dickhead Manieri. Well, on them's <laughs> fighting talks. On them's fighting talks. Um, that's kind of it from us for today. We will be back recording after the first game week. Ah, oh, football. Football's football. back. We've missed you so much. Just uh, We just want football's warm embrace, even though it's quite hot outside. Maybe football's cold embrace, just to bring down the temperature a bit and just make us feel a bit more comfortable and happy. Uh, Blow against our neck. Mm. Yeah, you guys just want to embrace some balls right, right on your neck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Is that what yeah. I'm hearing? Love balls. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for listening, <laughs> ladies and gents, and goodbye.